Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Lapman. I'm delighted to be joined by the cult classic, Nick Davy. Good evening. Your girlfriend's favourite podcaster, Lance Rivera. Woo, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And Grapple Arcade's Mark Fox. Good morning. <laughs> How are you doing this evening, lads? Nice. Yeah, Not very bad, well. Another week off. of lockdown. Another week of lockdown. We're still surviving. Not going crazy yet. It's, uh... it's a norm. Uh, it's a new norm. <laughs> it's the new norm. No, I've been doing all right. Still um, just ticking by doing the uh, what I've been saying for the last four weeks. Doing a bit of running. Watching a lot of wrestling. <laughs> watching a lot of football. Um, yeah, no. Um, and as, as I keep saying, ask me again in two weeks' time to see what I say. And every time, I'm, I'm still doing all right. But um, no, at least at least there's a bit more positive news, isn't there? With the past and the peak and what have you. So we're getting there. Yeah, I've resulted to uh, starting to do seminars uh, with my dogs. I've been trying to teach them how to lock up. <laughs> I've spent far too much money on eBay and need to ban myself. Right, so it's time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. Lance's question master this week, and it's Nick versus Mark in the first round. Ugh, come on then. So what I've got this week, to keep with the theme of the money in the bank, uh, I was thinking about who has won the money in the bank. We could have gone with that, but I thought that's too obvious. So I've gone with wrestlers who lost their titles to the money in the bank holders. Ooh, so who got cashed in on? Yeah, and lost the title. Not just cashed in on, but cashed in on and lost the title. And lost the title, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Um, Who goes first? uh, Who who won last week? Me. It was, yeah, so how how are we deciding this? Uh, Mark, you go first. (laughs) That's probably probably for the best, yeah. We'll play rock, paper, scissors over the phone. (laughs) Yeah, Mark, Mark, you can go. Right. Oh, God. Um... Peter lost the title. Let me wait. Hang on, then. We are including the women as well. Okay. Well, that really helps me in the slightest, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of some clips that I've seen over the last week when I've been trying to remind myself of stuff. Um, oh, I, nah, I can't think of anything. Right. So I'll go with Seth Rollins. Yep, that's that's one. Um, I will take Charlotte Flair. Yep, that is another one. <sighs> um, see, that's the only one that was coming to mind. <laughs> um, um, I'm struggling. Roman Reigns. Uh, yes, the Roman yeah. Reigns is also one. John Cena. Yep, he's another one. He's been cashed in about three times, John Cena. He has, yeah. So that's that's two two as it stands. <laughs> John Cena. I think John Cena's been the one he's been cashed in on the most. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm probably struggling now. Like trying to think of. Oh, man, I really don't know. Um... 
in the famous words of Nick, I'm going to have to push you for an answer. No, I understand, I understand. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. No, no, I'm this. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know where to go with it. Um, Edge. Edge is one. Yes. You're joking. No. It was. Oh, a, I, knew, I know. I know. He was the first holder, so I thought, right. Well, he's uh, all right. I knew he was the first person to uh, to use. CM Punk cashed in on him. Is that yeah, what I will title? I will take, in the words of Teddy Long, the Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker is one. He was uh, one of the first people to be cashed in on. Um, by Edge after he won the Money in the Bank from Mr. Kennedy. Um, so we're standing at 3-3 at the moment going shot for shot CM Punk CM Punk is one he lost it to Alberto Del Rio at SummerSlam after Big Kevin Nash came down with the jackknife powerbomb (laughs) I will take um, Jesus Christ I will take Jeff Hardy Jeff Hardy is also one we've We've gone absolutely shot for shot. It's four four. I can't believe this. Um, I'm just trying to think of. Ti- I'm, I'm honestly just trying to think of title holders in the last decade. That's literally all I'm trying to do. Um, <laughs> the only shot I've got. Um, Kane. Kane is not one. Oh, okay. So Nick, you can take this here. <laughs> um, I will go for. Randolph Randy Orton. <laughs> yes, and that is one. You've got five from five. Well done, man. So the scores currently stand at K- five, K- four K- to Nick. Kane K- cashed in on Radio. Ray Mysterio. He did, yeah, yeah, in the same night. He's the shortest holder of the money in the bank, I believe. Yeah, he won it. Oh. And then he, um, I remember, the, remember that. He, um, he, he won, won it the money in the bank. and then won the, won the match in the, uh, in the same night. Yeah. He he won it and held it for about an hour and a half. Mm. You could have had Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you could have had Chris Jericho, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, Big Show, Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, Nia Jax, Chris Jericho. What a big hit is that, like? There there is. You could have had Alberto Del Rio as well. Yeah. I lost on Kane. Oh, well, there we go. (laughs) I was just trying to work work my way up. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to avoid the big, big names, thinking that now nah, they possibly. I was trying to sort of think that not every single person's lost their belt to a money in the bank opportunity, but the chances are a lot of the big names have. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I panicked on Jeff Hardy for some, for some reason. I panicked on Jeff Hardy. I thought, um, I thought Punk cashed in. That's, that was, that was, that was um, CM Punk, wasn't it? Second one. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite cashings. I remember that watching that. So I remember waking up the morning after and watching that pay per view um, before school. Mm. Yeah, and screaming. how disappointed I was when CM Punk cashed in I was gutted great heel oh. turn <laughs> it was a great heel turn and a great feud mm. it really was because I really enjoyed the fact that he was like well you cheered me last time I did it so what difference yeah. does it make what's, <laughs> what's the rule that says that I can't cash in on Jeff Hardy well he was great because he went on like I'm doing it as a, he just went so it was just such a great heel turn the way it started off like I'm, I'm doing it whatever every man would do after the briefcase it was the perfect chance I'm, I'm still a man I'm just to the face and then he just slowly sort of went into a full-blooded heel turn the best the best heels are the ones that can justify their actions and what they've done mm-hmm. and yeah. you can't argue with it either <laughs> but you're just like you're you are a twat 
you you can't argue with the logic <laughs> at all. Like even how old was I? I must have been nine. Even nine year old <laughs> me sat there and went, Do you know what? He's actually making some seriously good points. It's like, it's like <laughs> Thanos in the Avengers. He's making very good points that the, the whole universe is overpopulated. That it would be a good idea for half of us to spin. <laughs> and then in the film, they're like, "Oh, isn't the Hudson or clear now? Look, there's a whale because there's half the pe- amount of people in the world." <laughs> well, just look at wildlife at the moment whilst everybody's in lockdown, man. There's, there's, I, lions, I there's, about... there's dolphins in the Mersey. Yeah, it's madness. Oh. <laughs> Hey, this is DK Abel, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so it's Money in the Bank this Sunday, so what do we think is going to happen? So we'll start with... got the Fatal 4-Way WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. got the New Day versus Miz and Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons versus the Lucha House Party. I'd like Miz and Morrison to, to do it, to win it. Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Ho, ho. I, I yeah, love that music video. <laughs> I, I, think, um, I think with Miz and Morrison, I, well, I just feel like their split's coming. Um, before, I think their split's coming sooner rather than later. I just yeah. feel that some of their, they're having a bit of beef now, I think, on commentary last week on SmackDown. Uh, and there's like a few sort of digs at one another. Um, uh, so I can't, I certainly can't see them... Um, Win the belts. Not saying they won't necessarily split up this weekend, but I think they'll they'll um, they won't be winning it. I like. I, I think it'd be quite good if um, the Forgotten Sons won it. Um, oh, do you think Vince has just seen Jackson Riker or whatever his name is and just said, "Ah, oh, oh, drooling over him"? Thought, "Oh, I'm going to put a look of him with the two belts. It look lovely." And then... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think with them, like, so I think with them, they'd be quite a good sort of story of someone who didn't do too well on NXT. Usually it's the other way around where someone obviously does really well in NXT, goes up to the main roster and they struggle. Yeah, nice it seems like it. a gimmick would work better on the main roster than NXT, though. Definitely. I think, though, at the same time, though, I think with Miz and Morrison, in order to sort of highlight that rivalry or that potential upcoming rivalry, I think it would be highlighted better if they were the champions and then they lost the belts because of falling out with each other and then that's the reason why they go down that whole rabbit hole of a feud. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. So, like, like, tag team champions that become enemies whilst champions and then they lose the belts because of miscommunication, etc., etc., and then that's the catalyst for the feud. A bit like Sean and Triple H when Sean was more focused on going after the Undertaker. Aye, yeah. Yeah. But, in my head, I have to say, it's just going to be the New Day retaining. In my heart, I want it to be Miz and Morrison, but I can't see the New Day dropping it already. Yeah, yeah. The champions don't tend to lose belts in multi-person matches, so in my book. And so. mm. Which means that yeah. 90%, 90% of the cards, nothing's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm going to stick. I'm, I'm going to go for um, the Forgotten Sons. Cool. I like that. I'd like, I'd like them to win. Either, either them or Miz and Morrison. I'd, I think that would be my ideal booking, but I can't see them dropping the titles already. I think as well with the Forgotten Sons, it will help them given the fact that had this, had we had had, I don't, I don't know what the plans were with them, obviously whether Corona's sort of forced them to get promoted to the main roster. But It's because uh, of uh, Jimmy, well, one of the Usos got injured at WrestleMania, so they're, they're a team down, basically. Ah, uh, that yeah. makes sense, yeah. No, well, regardless, I mean, obviously if the crowd were there, they might have not necessarily got very good reactions because they're not used they weren't used much on NXT so they, they, the audience might not have known sort of given them any sort of it was that always you know that, that sort of 
a bit of a, the cringeworthy sort of silence when mm. someone comes out, they don't get cheered or booed sort of thing. So I think if they had got the title belts and it will give them at least a bit of when, when the crowds do start to come back, at least they'll kind of be recognised and they will either get heat, be it good or bad. Yeah. Because as, as, as a wrestler, you never, never want silence. It's the, the worst, the worst feeling in the world mm. when you get out there <laughs> and there's just silence and you're like, oof, here we go. <laughs> How long do you think before they'll become like the disciples of Apocalypse Mark II and they'll be out on bikes and maybe the Undertaker just becomes their leader? Or... <laughs> Next week. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> right, next on my list, we've got Bailey versus Tamina. I still don't know what Tamina's got on the McMahon's. <laughs> must have something really juicy to keep getting title shots and stuff. Well, we know who are. Uh... We know who we're relatives are, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go for a Bailey, um, a Bailey win. I know it's they're building for um, Bailey Sasha. It would be fantastic if they could get the match. Yeah, up. and he said, they say they don't do long term booking. This story's been going since 2017. So. Oh yeah, no, and I think you could even, <laughs> I think you could even main event a big pay per view as well. If they keep bringing it out, and then it keep, it does keep getting bigger and bigger, and then. And then it could even it could potentially main event a pay per view. To be fair. Um, I think uh, I it'd be great if we could do it at SummerSlam, but um, Bailey versus Sasha. So I, I, that's who I'm gonna. I think yeah, Bailey win. I can't an, an hour, an hour. I have more than much. It has to so be Bailey. Yes, it has to be Bailey. There can't be. Uh, I mean, it's not even a realistic match, is it? <laughs> I think, let's be honest. No offense to Mina, but she, you know, she, she basically in it because all the other women on SmackDown are in the. Well, that's how it feels it's just that, well, I, I don't get it I don't it's just I don't know yeah it is it's, it's utilising talent isn't it and um, yeah barely all day them with Lacey Evans and then one week to me and it turned up and had beef ah, and now she's on top bullshit <laughs> yeah I think, yeah, I think this is a pretty straight I think this is a bit of a straightforward one isn't it yeah maybe yeah, she has got to as well Right, uh, next is Braun Strowman defending the WWE Universal Championship against Bray Wyatt. I'm guessing it's not just just Bray Wyatt. Yeah, then I'd have, it's got to be Strowman then. Strowman beat, I I was thinking that, I'm glad you said that, Chris, because I wasn't sure if it was the Fiend or the actual Bray Wyatt character. But yeah, I think it kind of sets itself up nicely. uh, Strowman wins, retains against Bray Wyatt. Then after there could be a a transformation where the Fiend comes out or they hold off till SmackDown. Then the Fiend just beats the hell out of Strowman's, basically. So yeah, I'd have Strowman win this one, but the feud's certainly not over. I think you've nailed it there. I think it's going to be Strowman for the win, and then the Fiend comes out potentially at the end of the match after the after the three count, um, and then possibly slaps Strowman about, and Strowman's like, "Whoa, wasn't expecting that kind of thing." Um, potentially, but I think Strowman has to win this because of the fact he's against Bray. It's simple as that. Yeah, I think that's the only yeah. reason he's against, he's against Bray because yeah. they don't want the Fiend. To yeah, win. if he's not he's against, against the Fiend, yeah. It's Wouldn't this be great WWE booking as well? Like, um, was it Goldberg beats the Fiend under five minutes, Strowman beats Goldberg under five minutes, then Wyatt goes to beat Strowman under five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think Strowman's. I think this will be the squash. I think Strowman will beat Bray because they they want you to see the difference. If nothing else, not just not just the strength in Strowman. They don't, you know, we we know that mm. they want him to be the legit monster that we all 
wanted him to have always been. Hopefully the damage isn't completely done, even though it kind of was for a long time. Um, but they want that differentiation between Bray and the Fiend as well, don't they? And what better way to do that than to have Bray getting butchered in a squash and then mm-hmm. the Fiend looking, you know, like somebody who's at least on par with Strowman. Um, it, it sets the differentiation between Bray and the Fiend even more. Yeah. Yes, that's it's, it's, it's how they should have been booking Finn Balor and the Demon. Of course it is. Years. Yeah. Of course it is. The demon is impossible to beat, but everyone can beat the. Yeah, but yeah, your Bally, your human entity is like. Um, it doesn't mean he's always beatable, but he's always the underdog. Mm-hmm. He's always, yeah. especially with his saturated size and this, that, and the other. Bray, in his Bray gimmick, if you like, he's almost like. Um, he's almost like under the. What's the word? Under the hypnosis of his own cult, if that makes any sense. He's like sort of like, hi, he smiling, giggling, doesn't want to cause any problems, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, it's almost like he's got himself under a spell. Um, and, you know, he, he getting his head kicked in, basically. So, yeah, just that. Strowman, it definitely Strowman would be interesting. Through. Yeah, I'm in yeah. to this match. I think it should be fun. Hopefully a squash. <laughs> And the final singles match is for the WWE Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. It should be an interesting match. It's going to be Sports Personality Man of the Year. They're not going to throw that one under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be. You can't make him drop it already when he's on for that. Nah, man, no chance. He's going to be basically raw. Is Raw still on a Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, well, Sports Personality of the Year is on Sunday the 13th, so Monday the 14th is when he drops the title <laughs> after he's won Sports Personality of the Year. <laughs> I think um, it's annoying because this rivalry, I think, I, think it would, I think it would be obviously a lot better if there was a crowd there. I know that's going to be a, a statement, obviously, used quite a lot, but I feel with the, uh, the feud still got a lot more to give as well. I like the way that sort of Murphy's come into it as well on Raw in recent weeks. Um I think with Seth as well. I think this hill, this hill turn since since November has actually been fantastic, and it's actually it's actually getting better in my opinion, as opposed to getting worse. I'm really liking the sort of the storyline telling of I have to do it so the crowd don't turn on you. I think it's a fantastic little touch as well. Um, obviously, crowd turned on Seth last year, and rightfully so. But um, I, I think it's off to a, a great start. The feud, and I'd have Drew win or have something, and then you could. There's loads of ways you can go following it as well. You could even lead to your Seth versus Murphy feud. Post it if Murphy comes and sort of cocks up a, an interference sort of thing. So um, yeah, Drew win, but I, I wouldn't have this as the last match of the feud for sure. Yeah, I, I can't see Drew dropping this at all just now. And just to, to keep it going, because it has been good from what from what they've been able to do on TV so far with no crowd as well. Exactly. Like when when Drew Drew dropped the when he went, you're full of shit. Yeah. Imagine if the crowd was there for that. And everyone was yeah. going, oh, he said it. <laughs> I liked uh, I, I like that, but I think you could even argue that actually worked better without a crowd. Like I think with when you haven't got a crowd, I think actual like when you have face to face sort of promos in the ring they can actually work better it almost reminds me of do you remember that that uh, Royal Rumble um, or sorry the Monday Night Raw post Royal Rumble in 2015 I think it was when the snow sort of got involved and oh having, yeah and they have to do it from Titan Towers uh, yeah uh, I thought the um, that was a great Raw because I, I really like the the interviews I think the interviews are so much better when they're when you kind of know there's not going to be a fight sort of thing because um, it sort of gets they're just a bit more serious and adds a bit more 
trying to find the words really to just sort of a bit more tension because they're well, not sort of you know. a bit more professional and just a bit a bit more professional and a bit of a, a real life sort of sort of spin to it, I guess. It's kind of like um face to face they do on um on Sky, the um for boxing. The boxing ones, yeah. 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 Like when um AJ was with uh, Andy Ruiz and they just kept they were just talking with each other or Tyson was with um Wilder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is more professional, especially with a mediator in the middle. It is more realistic because you know they're not going to fight each other now. But Tyson Fury is going to call him a big dosser, isn't he? And it's going to be <laughs> tense. Yeah. <laughs> I can see these two carrying on this feud until SummerSlam, to be honest. I think that's probably when the payoff might be. It's that kind of level of match, isn't it? It's that kind of calibre of feud where it could um, quite easily span out until the main pay-per-view of the summer. Maybe when they've got the crowd back as well, when they can get yeah, it in front of people. Because it could be a good match to be like one of the first ones in front of a crowd again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because especially with Seth being able to like have such great big matches and Drew being the all-conquering hero finally in front of a crowd with his title. Yeah, they're pining for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, it, I think that would be good. Cool. To have uh... like one of the big entrances for the pair of them. Because mm-hmm. Seth always has good big entrances with all the fire in his attires. And then Drew can have maybe his old theme back and have something big yeah. going on there. And that would be good. The Loch Ness Monster. CGI a Piper coming down the ring with him. <laughs> oh my God. Right, so then they got the Money in the Banks uh, matches start at the same time, apparently. That's going to be great. Simultaneously. So, so, so we'll do them one at a time. So the women's is Asuka versus Baszler versus Jax versus Brooks versus Evans versus Carmella. I don't know what to make of this one. I find it interesting. I think, for me, I think, I think ha- there's, there's it has to be Asuka or Baszler to win. Um, yeah. Evans might be a surprise. I doubt it. Jax, hopefully not. Brooke, I don't think she'll get it. And Carmella, I think she's an afterthought personally at the moment. Um, There's nothing against them, to be fair, but I just think where we are right now. Evans are all pretty much number one contenders already, so they don't need a briefcase, whereas Jack's, she got knocked out on Monday. She's coming, I know, and and she's, yeah, Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I want it to be Shayna. Shayna, I think, should get it. I think. um, I want it to be Shayna. I want it to be Raw because then it gives me hope that they take the belt off Becky. Um, So I I think it has to be a raw, a raw, a raw superstar. Um, Wouldn't have any complaints of Oscar, but um, I feel like Shayna. It's time, isn't it? I know the match with Becky was great, but I I think Shayna past Shayna here. Yeah, I agree. I agree, lads. I think it has to be Shayna. Um, I hope it is. I think, I think the surprise would be Asuka winning. I think that would be the shock, but I can't look past Shayna, especially having her to lose to Becky at WrestleMania. I, I see, it's, see, it's I kind think, of... I think if like it's not Shayna, it will be Asuka, but I think the surprise would probably be Evans. And I think there'd be... It's unconditional. I, th- I think she's in the public domain quite a lot. She's, she does a lot online. They do promote her a lot. They do push her in a positive way. She's yeah. got a spin about her um, where she's I not necessarily she... the one you'd assume, but she's the one who they might want to... Do you know what I mean? From the WWE's yeah. point of view. She's the, I think out of all of them, she's the poster girl. 
for them. See, I could I could see her winning it straight out though, and then being the one who gets cashed in on. Maybe something like that. Maybe. But I could see her winning it straight instead of having the money in the bank. Yeah, I think Lacey Evans as well. Um, she could hold it, and then she actually looks like someone who could, yeah, be as you say, Mark, a bit of a, a poster sort of girl with it. But actually holding the briefcase, but she could even hold it for quite a while. Then it could even yeah turn her heel again next year, which I would be quite. See, with her, I wouldn't want her to turn heel, though, because I think she's one, if there was to be a most improved sort of from this time last year when it was sort of, she was unbearable to watch and you sort of had to flick the seat, like flick the um, fast forward whenever her matches come on, I think she's improved massively. She got over with the crowd as well when she did turn face, um, and I think she generally has improved. So um, I feel like sometimes if you go too fast forward, it can actually mess it up. So I for that reason, I wouldn't give her the briefcase just so it doesn't throw her back into the main event scene too quickly. I, I think she's been a really good face since turning her. I think I it, agree. Most improved for me. If there was, to, if we were to look at, if we were to put all the roster and go through them all and say who's improved the most out of every man or woman on the roster, I think she she would be near the top of everyone's list. I think. Yeah. And uh, with Carmella, it's an interesting one because eighty percent of her on-screen career has been holding a briefcase, hasn't it? Pretty much. Like, yeah. <laughs> one of the best cash-ins. Like, I was there for New, in New Orleans for that cash-in. Exactly. And she's, she's incredibly good at it. She's good at that. Did, did they trust her again with that whole run? Do you know what I mean? Because she could quite easily do that again if she wanted to. And there'd be nothing different. And it would be the, the kind of, wow, she, you, you know, in the, in the sense of like, could she get the same... Could she generate the same buzz that she did the first time around? I think she probably could because she hasn't got that much against her. Do you know what I mean? Um, underrated, underrated wrestler. I think she's. I think yeah, she's she an underrated is, character. Yeah. I think she's wasted in that in that in that gimmick. To be honest, I think she's, there's there's more to her. She's um, a better heel than a face. Agreed fully, and yes, I think I she works she great. Well. Yeah, I think she works well with having a lackey as well. I mean, it doesn't need to be yeah. uh, Ellsworth or anything like that. But I think having a lackey, even just muscle, like a bodyguard or something, she should she. she, she she bounces well off that kind of character um, with having somebody that she can kind of, you know, sort of vent to and things like that. Um, right. Kind of reminds me of a uh, Shawn Michaels Diesel kind of thing. Barbie yeah. As a, as a girl. I don't... I, was, I like it. I think that's where... I think that's where they're missing a trick with somebody like Jax. Like, Jax isn't, to me, somebody who is... She's, she, uh, you know, she's just not ready for me, personally, in my opinion is somebody who can lead the, the women's division no. um, as a champion. She just isn't. Like, she simply isn't. Um, but I do think she needs that kind of... I think she was a, she was kind of thrust into the monster role, but she never came across as a monster. That was the problem. And then they tried to change the gimmick a bit over time with the whole, but I'm a woman. A bit like the China thing, you know, don't treat me like a woman, don't treat me like a man, treat me who I am. You know, that kind of thing. She was doing that whole glamorous appearance but also uh, you know a, a rock hard massive kind of unit at the same time but it's just never worked it just hasn't really took off and then the whole issues with botches and things like that and she's more sort of remembered for those than she's anything positive which is unfair and a shame um she would do for me she would do really well as somebody like the muscle um yeah and to rebuild that monster character that she clearly is and needs to needs to be because that's who that's what she should be, not somebody who's trying not to be a monster or whatever. I don't even get it. <laughs> don't understand really what her role is, other than occasionally she'll go on social media and say, 
smash somebody up again, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't gloat about the fact that you've injured somebody, mate. Like, uh, oh, old waters here. But yeah, that's just my, yeah, my take. No, we, we got the men's money in the bank. So, got Brian versus Mysterio versus Black versus Corbin versus Otis versus Styles. First gender behold, that was that was the all week. It was like genders in the has made it into the money in the bank, but they swerved us this week. I don't know why I'm going with I'm going with Brian. I've been looking at Otis for this, you know. Well, I was thinking Otis. Um, I, I think I, it'd I, be I, absolute madness if he won it, but I think, I think he could do it. I think <laughs> like um, he's so over though. You look at exactly. Like, I'm trying to think of the last shows before. Was it Elimination Chamber when we reviewed that and how over I was with the heavy machinery? I met the yes. probably a bit. I was probably a bit too over, but they they were they made the show for me, and I think that they would. That was probably the match I was most the, well, the most normal match I was looking forward to for WrestleMania was Otis versus Dolph. Um, whether the briefcase. I'm surprised, man. He's not in the women's one. They could have gone around the building together and climbed the ladders <laughs> exactly. together. Oh, that would have been great. Exactly. Mandy should have been soldier like fallen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that would have been. Um, I was about to say something horrible there. Actually, I was about to say a bit like um, Shrek and Fiona and Shrek, but no, I'm not saying about that. Otis, 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 <laughs> Otis, Otis is lovely. Um, they are selling like, what... like that, they? are selling a bit of a Beauty and the Beast kind of concept. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can... We all uh, like Otis, though. Damn right. Like when I when I say it's madness, I mean like imagine if there was a crowd there and imagine how big of a pop he'd get if he won the, the he briefcase. Won. He'd be like, the, the scenes. Out. He'd be the all, scenes. He'd, the pop would be bigger than if Brian or Ray won. Like, yeah, hmm. it'd, like, it'd, it'd be like it'd be like United winning the Champions League in '99. The absolute limbs that would go off just came <laughs> down with the briefcase. Yeah. I think People I jumping been... on each other. I want it. Yeah. I want it to happen. Even though my favourite wrestler has the blacks in it, but Otis is my current. <laughs> like Daniel, Daniel Bryan's easily one of my favourite wrestlers, but the fact that Otis has got himself so over, and then for months going forward, you can have him feud with Dolph Ziggler for the well, briefcase. I, it just writes itself. The only thing that worries me about that is, it, it, again, it's pushing someone to... So I know we, there's a few things that we do. I know sometimes I contradict myself by saying that sometimes you, don't, you need to strike while the iron's hot, but I think also with not striking while the iron's hot, it's it's uh, also holding back and, and not going too soon, then wrecking someone. But... I, I agree fully with that. I agree fully I with that. It's a tough one because it's, yeah. it's sort of argue, I'm arguing myself here because you look at other superstars where we screamed at in the past, but they haven't gone with it too soon. Like Rusev's one that springs to mind, Zack Ryder's one that springs to mind. Um, obviously, the Fiend um, sprang to, or springs to mind from last year. But with Otis, I mean, they haven't even won the tag titles yet. Have they? I think that would he be needs to have. Step. He needs to have half a year of Neely getting there. That's what he needs. Yeah. He needs. He needs. He needs to never quite got it. Never quite got it. Never quite got it, the underdog thing because he is an underdog. No matter. He's a unit. Don't get me wrong. But he's an underdog because he's a because he's a no a no name until yeah. very recently. Let's be completely honest. Yeah, um, I, love, I, I think he's done low well though. Loads of people. Oh, he's brilliant. He's people brilliant. Who like have obviously started to watch wrestling because of the pandemic. He's one of the only sports. Some people are going, "Who's this Otis guy? I love him." But so, let's be honest. <laughs> we, we, you know, it was only a month. Even still is now but he was purely only backstage comedy character a month and a half ago you know what i mean like yes. that's all he was so yeah. and that hey no disrespect to him for that he plays a part perfectly and because of the pops and cheese he got that's why he's getting a bit of a leeway now um but it's i agree fully that if you put him in that position now we'll have another coffee kingston situation where mm. it's 
he'll be on top, but then he doesn't really feel like a world champion. It feels like a token gesture because yeah. of the pops he gets rather than because he's a world champion. Um, I think he... I think he's having... He's had some uh, like close matches with like Roman Reigns and he needs a tag team title people. run. He needs a tag team title run, and then yeah. I think he needs to split, and then I think he needs an IC or US title run or whatever. But I like I like see, I like Tucker and, I like Tucker as well. Yeah, I do. I, I I do as well. But I think that he would play a great heel. I think those two two, two could potentially do with a good feud. Well, you could have it off the back of this where he wins the, he wins Tucker the briefcase, sure. took okay. and then he continues to feud with Ziggler. And then Tucker just finally goes, do you know what? And then you can have the, the nearly moment there where they've got the briefcase on the line. Maybe Ziggler beats him. Has Then he has the briefcase because Tucker turned on him. And then that's you can it. have the whole... Yeah, I think you could have it. I think, you, I think Otis could lose the match because of a turn from Tucker in the match. And I think I think that's what you could have. I really do. I think you could have in this, um, even within this match, Otis going for it. He gets the, he's nearly there, but then Tucker turns. Mm. That's pure fantasy booking, like <laughs> this is it's not even a prediction. That's pure fantasy booking. Easily our stuff, but yeah, no, um, I, I think Brian's probably going to get this one personally. I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm still yeah, most off. likely. Just, yeah. I, I think most somebody's going to get thrown off the building. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be AJ so Styles just so he can resurrect again. Yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll get thrown off the building, and then you can. He'll be like. You think that got me? I have powers of resurrection, and then that's the whole storyline going forward. That him and Seth Rollins end up feuding over who's the real messiah. Just bring that, bring back that his um, zombie figure. He just they make you up, and then so the other times he looks like more like more like his figure. So. Does, does Black oh my still god, come, please! Does Black still come up through the stage, or does he just come yes. out? The, he does. Yep. How they? It's going to be interesting if he just comes up the side of the building. It's his entrance. Oh, I'm guess, I, don't, I don't know if That'd they're going to be great. Just, <laughs> just, he, just, he just appears outside. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they were doing entrances around the, the revolving door and like Otis goes in or whoever and it just it, like King Corbin goes in. He's got this grand entrance coming through the revolving door and he gets stuck on his cape. <laughs> He's there, he just jams on his cape and everyone's just there going around the building to get in and he yeah. and it just keeps cutting back to him slamming on the cape. The door trying to get through. <laughs> I really hope there's um like a you like maintenance lifts that are on the side of buildings when they do scaffolding. Please, just I'll one of them. Alistair Black gets pulled. That's how he comes up. up. <laughs> that's how he. That's how he arrives. Gets to the top. Brian's about to reach for it, and all you hear is his music start playing, and his coffin lifts up, and everyone's just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> he's still here." <laughs> nice. Um... And there's also rumours that was up the Gronkers sign backwards. American football, so there's this talk of how they're going to get the 24/7 title off him. So they could have that as a running thing for going through it. They just they just they just roll them up straight away, and then throughout the night it keeps flicking between. Even these guys keep beating each other for the 24/7. Wouldn't it be good though <laughs> if his first match back in the NFL? Like, is he playing? He's playing for New England, isn't he? So first match match for the uh, the New England. Patriots and uh, just just Roman Reigns comes out and just spears him like dressed as uh, the opposition, <laughs> pins him one two three and he's like. It'll be like a presenter. I reckon it'll be like a presenter to him, like just on like ESPN or something. Someone someone there will 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 pin him or something. It will change hands stupidly, like on like ESPN or something by an interviewer. <laughs> 
Shaquille O'Neal works for ESPN, doesn't he? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There we go. He's going to power bomb him through a table. <laughs> That's it. Shaquille O'Neal, next 24-7 champion. I'm calling it now. You have to yeah, bring exactly. Big Show back then, wouldn't you, to have that dream match that we... Uh... There we go. <laughs> but they can just have the dream match in their house. <laughs> this is Royce, ISAAC, dollar sign, one half of the wild cards, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so it's time for the final of a question of sports entertainment. Lance, it's me versus Nick. Okay, brilliant. So what I've gone for this time, keeping with the theme of money in the bank, more on the aspect of money this time, I've gone with the, uh, the top richest wrestlers of all time, excluding the McMahons. So oh, that's what it. I've gone with here. Okay. Does it, so well, the, just the, the money they've earned the in WWE? Uh, no, it's just the, it's, it's mainly people from WWE, but there is some exclusions there. There is uh, some people who have worked um, elsewhere, so it's but they have all been in WWE network. at some point. Okay, so it's all to, it's, oh, so it's all wrestlers though. It's not to that like, they've made money in like Hollywood sort of thing. Uh, no, it is. It's just wrestlers, but like obviously. I I can't I can't reveal much unless yeah. <laughs> without okay. uh, giving it away. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, uh, Nick, do you want to go first or second? Uh, yeah, you, sorry, he wants to go first or second, Nick. Yeah, I, I let Mark go first last time, so I, I'm happy to go first. Okay, Sweet. I'll go for the Rock. Oh. <laughs> yep, he he is the uh, the the richest wrestler of all time, excluding the McMahons. By quite yeah. a way. Okay. Hulk Hogan? Yes, he is also on here. Um, to quote Teddy Long, D Undertaker! <laughs> he is also on here. He's a bit further down than the uh, the previous two, but he is also um, knocking about. John Cena? Yeah, John Cena is quite comfortably <laughs> in, in the mix here. Um, Brock Lesnar? Just checking my list uh, now. From the list that I have got here, he has not actually made it into... Okay. Uh, Ric Flair? Ric Flair, I was shocked by this, but he has also not made it into this. <sighs> but I'm, I'm thinking it is because of the amount of money he has lost in the past. He is not <laughs> such a high... It's all like alimony he has to pay. So. Yeah, um, I don't think he has a high net worth. So it's okay. t- is it two all? It is two all. Yes. Does, does Triple H count as a McMahon? Triple H does not count as a McMahon. Triple H. As he's yes, Triple H is knocking and around here. So it's just money they've earned from the wrestling. It's not any movies they've done or anything. I uh, from <laughs> what I can tell from reading from the list, it did count some of the movies they have made okay, money so from. I'm, I'm going to go with Batista. He must have made Batista a is yeah, Batista is in here. Being Drax, yeah. Hey fuck. Um, so that's what three all. It is three all, yeah. Right, uh, I will go for Stone Cold. Ah, oh. Stone Cold <laughs> is third on this list, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg has made it onto the list. I think oh, no. That absolutely <laughs> fat wedge of money that he got from Saudi Arabia oh. will have helped his chances in this list. I, I still don't understand how Brock Lesnar didn't make it onto here with some yeah, of the I'm names sure. that are on here. 
But so he did. He makes like twelve million a year. It, it uh, yeah, no. From the list that I found, he wasn't there. Four okay. mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Four yeah. last go each. Yeah. Oh, um... Well, we have had five goes, so we are on sudden, sudden death. Ooh, sudden death. We've gone four from five. Think, both of you. Um, who else has done? Right, uh, this is probably wrong. Randy Orton. Randy Orton has not made it onto this list that I've got. No. Right, I'm going to go Shawn Michaels because he's doing loads of Christian movies on the at the moment, so he must get making a wedge off them. Yeah, Shawn Michaels has made it onto the list. You have. <laughs> you are yeah. the winner this week again. <laughs> Some of the surprising names you could have had on here that shocked me were Jeff Hardy. What? Yeah. No, I was surprised. Eric Bischoff. What is it? And top Jeff 10? Jarrett. It was uh, sorry. Jeff Jarrett was It was the top yeah. eighteen that I found. Um, it was top twenty, but I uh, took out Stephanie and Vince. I was thinking Bischoff yeah. and Heyman, but yeah. Heyman's not on there, but Bischoff is. You could have also had Chris Jericho and Mick Foley. Uh, oh, Mick yeah, Foley. Foley the book. So, yeah. Jericho, oh, that's Jeff Hardy. What? <laughs> I, I, I know, I know. I was looking at this list and went, that that does that does not look right to me. No, but be... it was the <laughs> it was the top result on Google. It was the top result on Google, and I uh, I went with it and went, yeah. Cool. Oh no! If we never still guess, no, I'd never guess Jeff Hardy. Neither would I. Not no. a chance. You could have also had Bret Hart and Edge, two Canadians. I generally reckon I'd dip into NXT wrestlers before Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking the, like Lex Luger and Sting and people like that. You, you, you think, <laughs> wouldn't you? Because I was looking at this list going... Kevin Nash would have uh, been my next one, yeah. Kevin Nash wouldn't have got you a win either. No, what a load of... <laughs> Kurt Angle would have. Oh, yeah, good sh- yeah, Angle's a good show. But don't blame me. Blame the list of Google. <laughs> Ahoy, scallywags around the world. And this is the Pirate Prince, Joey Marcus, the natural-born scallywag. And you are listening to Broken But Glorious. All right, so it's time for the BBG Big Debate. So last week, um, our question was, which wrestler should be cast in the lead at a rebooted Green Lantern? Here are the results. So in last place was Nick. Um, he said Daniel Bryan got 25% of the vote. So you go first on this week's debate, Nick. Uh, and the winner was Lance again. <laughs> Big E, 40% of the vote. Woo! It was close all week. It was only that last day. It was, we kept... Me and you. Oh, neck and neck. Neck and neck. One percent on it. We kept taking over each other. I was like, oh, and then the last day, you'd think it was... I was, I was yeah. keeping well informed with that. <laughs> I was buzzing when I won. I was like, I was going on the house screaming number one. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what we debated this week then, lads. So what I came up with, keeping in the theme of money and money in the bank, I came up with who was the best gimmick surrounded by money? Who has the best money gimmick in the history of professional wrestling? Okay. Uh, Nick, you get to go first. Right. So when you think of money and wrestling, naturally the first person that springs to mind is a million dollar man. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do the laugh. (laughs) 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 
superb um, gimmick um i beat everything about it from the title belt to virgil um to obviously putting the dollar in the mouth after the match it's still sort of a gimmick that kind of lives on now um this day naturally when everyone talks about sort of money and resting he still gets brought up in conversation um obviously again yeah he's obviously also had some very good matches in the past but i think we're only going to focus on the gimmick I think he obviously tra- it was another one as we stood out in his era as well. Wrestling, he's sort of a pioneer for that that era of wrestling, the million dollar man, and even kind of brought it back this sort of into this generation with his son. I'm really not didn't work out as well, Ted DiBiase. But even when he sort of appears in backstage segments now, it's still fantastic. Like the twenty four seven one last year when he bought the belt, um, it was a great sort of segment. So mm-hmm. yeah, million dollar man for sure. Cool. So you have a million dollar man. So you you have a million dollar man. I'm a billionaire. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm sure we've all had terrible bosses in the past. And my pick is Mr. McBan. So he's a billionaire. He has he has tons of power and he wants to abuse it. <laughs> it's all um, about the money. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that quote. <laughs> Life sucks, oh, yeah. and then you die. <laughs> <laughs> he must use his money to make people's lives misery. See the Trish Stratus storyline, the Kiss My Arse Club. But him being such a money-hungry arsehole makes him perfect for getting guys over, like Stone Cold, the common man, and the uh, mankind putting people over. He, look, you look at his uh, WrestleMania records, proof of he likes he puts people over, like Shane and Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Brett. Yeah. And then you got the Battle of the Billionaires of him and Donald Trump her versus her. Which is one of the most memorable moments of the last 20 years, I reckon, him getting his head shaved at WrestleMania. You've just picked somebody who happens to be rich. It's <laughs> 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 a proper stretch, that one, like. I'll give you it, though. Right, well, um, I- I'm going to say the million-dollar man, Teddy Biasi. <laughs> No, I won't because um, because Nick's already got that one. Then I started thinking, well, what's better than the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase? And I was thinking, the Million Dollar Corporation. And then I thought, nope, no, it wasn't. <laughs> the Million Dollar was still better than the Corporation. And I started thinking about Billionaire Ted when he went to WCW and, and became the financial backup of the NWO. And I thought, nah, Million Dollar Man, as the Million Dollar Man, was still the best version of Ted DiBiase. Yeah. So I've gone left field and decided to actually go for a match that was based around money. So in a 1993, Razor Ramon had a, an infamous match with the 1-2-3 kid. Um, the 1-2-3 kid had upset Razor Ramon, I think it was a week or two before, um, in in one of his first matches. He, he beat Razor Ramon in a complete upset, sort of like a quick schoolboy kind of thing, beat him, Razor Ramon couldn't believe it. Everybody was laughing at Razor Ramon. It was one of those kind of things. Razor Ramon then put up a bag, said, if you fight me again, it'll be for seven and a half grand, randomly seven and a half thousand dollars. Very uh, specific number, isn't it? It was, uh, to which one, two, three could refuse it. said, Darwin, I've got to think about my family. <laughs> what? <laughs> some, some bizarre kind of nonsensical reason to not fight him. I think what he was trying to say was, I need to think about my family. I, I don't want to get my head stoved in. I've got a family to take care of. So it's not enough money. It's not worth it kind of thing. Um, and then Riz Ramon said, 10 grand. And he was like, yeah, go on then, sound. <laughs> so um, it was... 
was the match took place. It started off with the one, two, three kid trying to get the schoolboy again. There were two or three attempts to get that quick win victory. People were buying into it, thinking he's going to do it again because it had that feel about it. Um, you know the one where somebody gets an upset and then you're trying to have a rematch and then you think the upset's there again, it's going to happen again. Goldberg, Lesnar, for example, that kind of concept. And then it doesn't quite happen that way around. Um, after a few attempts, Razor Ramon ended up kicking the living piss out of the one, two, three kid for another sort of seven or eight, nine or ten minutes or so. There was a horrible botch. One, two, three kid did off the top turnbuckle, landed onto the concrete outside. He slipped off the top, believe it or not, and like landed on his face. It wasn't pleasant. Yeah. Um, got away with it though. Made it look like it was almost part of the match. I used still just like the green <laughs> sort of uh, upstart. Um, and the match proceeded anyway. He got a couple more offensive moves, and then he thought, balls to this, and he just ran off with the bag of money. Stood <laughs> 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 out the ring, got the bag, ran up the aisle with it, Razor Ramon chased, and they ran out of the back. One, two, three kid jumped with the bag of money into the back of the car, and the car sped off. Yeah, um, same. For a couple of weeks, he came back with new gear. Didn't he? <laughs> Brilliant. He came back with new gear. You know, his, his name was established by then. Um, and obviously the story goes, you know, they, they became friends not long after that, and where one two Ramon was starting to respect him, his his, uh, his wily ways. But I thought I, I went for that. I could have gone with another money-based match, but I thought that's the one I'm going to go for. Um, one okay. two, just because it's a bit left field, a bit different, and it's definitely not going to win. Please, <laughs> <laughs> right. Lance. So I've gone with someone who brought Vince McMahon to his knees. Mm-hmm. Is probably someone who could have rivaled Ted DiBiase. It is the jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. It is Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> I felt like he was very overlooked by everyone because I was the one who picked last since I was the winner. I felt like with the man who was able to put out a bounty on Dusty Rhodes' head, I felt yes. like a man with crocodile leather shoes, thousand dollar suits. And the NWA heavyweight champion for so many years. I felt like him as such a rich, rich man against the common common man in Dusty Rhodes. He was very overlooked. And uh, I felt like he's the ultimate rich man gimmick in professional wrestling. Not just because he was rich as well. He was one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And it just goes with saying you just look at his 16 world titles and how popular he is to this day in popular culture with having mm-hmm. ESPN documentaries made about him being mentioned in every other rap song yeah. <laughs> uh, to be invited back backstage to uh, American football games to give motivational speeches yes <laughs> how popular is this man and how much money did that man have Mate, you just reminded me, I forgot all about the segment where he turned up and he, uh, he hugged Vince McMahon and said, I bought the other half of the company. We're partners! <laughs> exactly. And gives him a hug. Oh, man, that was, that was me. The only person, the only person, except for maybe Donald Trump, who brought Vince McMahon to his knees on an yes. episode of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, man. The man who stole Miss Elizabeth from Randy Savage. Woo! Exactly. Yeah, and no, then, just on the quiz where everyone... he wasn't in the top 20 richest wrestlers. No, no. We'll, we'll ignore that. We'll ignore that. Well, he's only not in the top 20 because, because... He's, given, he's given 90% of his wealth away to his ex-wives. Boom, yeah. there you go. Exactly. Because he was such a rich man. Do you know when he was on Raw last year and he cut that promo and no one actually understood what he was saying? It all just came out as, 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I know, can say whatever he wants and we'll hang on his every word. It's the fact that Black and Cheese Wars only ever um, done two, uh, GL Ethel's only ever done two, uh, two proper, really good um, gimmicks other than himself. And that was Black Machismo Savage. And when he was doing the Ric Flair one where he was feuding with him in TNA. Yeah. And <laughs> Flair, anytime when Flair gets irate and he starts stripping and starts doing elbow bumps in his own suit jacket, <laughs> is yeah. it's one of the best visuals in wrestling, I think. I, I don't think there's anything better. In fact, you, the two people there you, you've done it with is... And they're the two people that do the, 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 the face flop as well, where... Where you throw them at the rope and then they step forward and do the face flop onto the face, you know, where they drop. Yeah. Yes. Both DiBiase and Flair do that perfectly. And I will. Uh, sorry. Th- th- that, that's the competition. Like I, I knew, I know that mine's left field. Chris, no offense, mate, but yours is culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great show, but it's but it's out of it's out of um, it's out of Flair and Dollarman for me. Like that's only my own personal opinion. I'm not trying to swear votes. I just think. I, think I was Dollarman all, all the way, but you put up a good you put up a good argument there because I was I was thinking Dollarman was going to walk this, but that's a, a good a good counter. Flair is such an inspiration to me. As a as a wrestler, I will often take a shot in the corner and I will walk out and I will just flop on my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's very people don't often notice it, but now I've mentioned it, people are, like people who listen to this and may come and watch me may be looking for it now and I will often do it in most of my matches where I will just flop on my face. You should start you should start doing a gimmick where you start doing um elbow drops on your new t shirts in the middle of the ring just to sell, sell I, I have uh, I have dropped an elbow on my jacket before. Brilliant <laughs> famously I wear my denim jacket often and if mm. I'm ever managing I will often jump up on the apron with my jacket in my hand and start throwing it around and <laughs> elbow dropping my jacket in an irate anger manner Excellent. Ric Flair Excellent. I, he, he is the man he will always be the man no one can beat him love it <laughs> alright so your choices are the million dollar man Mr McMahon Razor versus one two three kid uh, Rick Flair. So poll will go up Wednesday lunchtime uh, on BBG Wrestling, and the winner will get to pick next week's debate. Uh, you got anything you want to promote before we go, Mark? Um, it's a, an interesting time at the moment. Obviously, we haven't got any live events on right now, but I will say if you go out and check our Twitter uh, page out, Grapple Arcade, we've put a question up on there asking people to suggest celebrities they would like to see take part in a bit like a Survivor Series invasion style uh, yeah. event that we're doing. We're doing a podcast with Mr. Um, Stuart Ashen of uh, Ashen's fame off YouTube. He's coming on to talk about all the things about wrestling that he doesn't know. So that could be quite interesting. <laughs> uh, so he'll be coming on soon uh, and we'll be, we'll be chatting with him. So get yourself onto Twitter at Grapple Arcade and suggest some random personalities from the TV and other outputs to take part in his uh, merry band of chutney ferrets and we'll see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> chutney ferrets uh. <laughs> yeah Lance uh, do you have many t-shirts left or? I have I have a few t-shirts left as always for my lovely viewers and listeners if you go to Lance Rivera 12 at bigcartel.com you'll be able to get yourself one of them t-shirts and I would act quickly before they are all gone 
Yes. <laughs> and we've got uh, plenty, of, plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. And um, last week we released interviews with DK Abel and Crash Boast, both doing really well. And um, this weekend, uh, this Friday, I'll release my interview with Bill Bain. Uh, really fun chat. He's worked a lot with WWE since. 2009 he had lots of fun stories to tell so that'll be out at lunchtime on friday and yeah if you enjoy our show please follow us on twitter under our new handle bbg wrestling and check out our website bbgwrestling.com good night good night good night